Hey everybody, welcome back to She Seems Cool, a podcast dedicated to learning about cool girls. I want to thank everyone for your support and listening to our first episode, and here we are, episode two. I've got a great guest. She's a cool customer, she has great style, and she's been my internet friend for about 10 years. My guest is Molly Hippolytus. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on my podcast and welcome to my apartment. This is, you know, a long, a long time coming in terms of internet friendship to now be chilling IRL in my place. And, you know, we've talked casually in the store before when you've been in town visiting, but now this is like, this is like real friendship shit. Thank you for having me. Molly has great style. Thank you. So who is Molly? What is your life story, your origin story? Well, I am from Arlington, Virginia, which is right next to Washington, D.C., where I live now. Grew up there, spent my whole life up until 18 there, and then went to College of Charleston, in Charleston, South Carolina. And you studied communications. I did. What did you do after school, or did you have internships while you were in school? I did. So when I was um, a senior at College of Charleston, I had an internship at a ad agency, and I was doing social media for Jimmy Buffett's Burger Restaurant. Was it called Burgeritaville? <laughs> it was not. Um, I think it was called Margaritaville, but it was like a burger. They missed out. Yeah, I know. That was a huge missed opportunity. <laughs> but I did a social media internship. This was 2009. So I literally like sat at a desk and read tweets every morning and logged them in an Excel spreadsheet and logged like drafted responses. Um, That's and then so I would, excessive. Yeah. And then I would give it to my boss and then like five weeks later, somebody... <laughs> Would reply to these customers. Um, it's not what Wendy's and DiGiorno was doing because they're no, like on top of it, you know? know, like 30 seconds they're coming back with a quip. I know. It's social media jobs now, I would imagine like the most high stress. I mean, I've done a little social media recently, but it's a 24 7 job. Oh, the panic you feel when you accidentally post on the business account a personal photo. Yes. Well, that's how many people lose their jobs. <laughs> well, I can't fire myself, yeah. so I'm still here. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, anything can happen and you have to like be responsive. And it's very stressful. Yeah. So I did social media for a little bit, aka like typed in a spreadsheet. <laughs> Quote unquote. I wasn't allowed to touch the Twitter. I mean, I think I had logins to like read stuff, but I wasn't allowed to send a tweet. Yeah, I mean, I was like, it makes sense actually. Don't yeah, get me was a college student. Power. Yeah, for Jimmy Buffett. I mean, <laughs> what kind of responsibility that is? Oh my god. Yeah. So I did that, and then I did a PR internship at the same company, and I really liked it because it was a skill that you could apply to basically like any subject or any industry. So I just felt like I'll, you know, I'll decide to do this, and then I'll figure out like what industry I want to be in. Later. It seems it's that's the nice thing about communications. It kind of casts a wide net and yes. then you can kind of narrow down your life yeah. once you figure it all out. Yeah. And so you moved from social media to PR. Mm-hmm. And PR is where you're at now? I am. I'm doing PR now. I still did social media like a few years ago. I mean, it's very interconnected. I know that a lot of PR people do the social media. I mean, PR is essentially how the public interacts with you. Thankfully I don't do social media anymore because it was it is high stress. It's And especially you just get people that are like so unhappy or, you know, well, right now I work in the restaurant industry. So there's plenty of people that like maybe had not so great experience um, Mm -hmm. and take to Twitter to vent to that. I mean, what's Twitter for if not to rant? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now I do PR for a restaurant group 
in DC, Maryland, Virginia, we have like about 20 restaurants. I do PR for all of them. And so what does that entail exactly? Well, I dress in all black. (laughs) Scream at people. Are you Kelly Catrone? (laughs) I channel Kelly Catrone. Um, no, it's not like that. I she think... doesn't dress in all black because she's wearing a beautiful sparkly sweater right now that's like mauve Aww, green mustard and sparkles and it's really cute. Thanks, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, PR, I think at the base of it is you just have to have good judgment and you have to read the articles and the pieces or watch the shows of the people that you are pitching. You can't, I think there's a lot of PR people that just like blindly send out things. And I think, you know, media already get like inundated with PR people. So it's so easy to ignore you when you approach it that way. Um, So, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have good relationships with some of the people that I'm pitching and get to know them and know what they're interested in and what their readers are interested in. And I, you know, pitch based off of like what I think they would like to talk about and what we have going, like try and match it up, you know? I mean, everyone's doing something and you're not that special. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we're not all special snowflakes. If you take anything away from this podcast, yeah, (laughs) you're nothing. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) It's a great mentality to have though, because you really don't get an ego. (laughs) That's what I do. I stand in the mirror every morning. And, you know, some people, they, they say sweet nothings to themselves. Yeah. I say, you're nothing. <laughs> you're a pile of dirt. I don't. Aww, I don't. I'm a very, I'm a very happy very special. I'm a very happy person. Don't worry about me, guys. Um, okay, so, our, so you work in the restaurant industry. Yes. Would you consider yourself a foodie? I would. I mean, I have always loved food, going out to restaurants, cooking. It's something I love in my personal life. And it's something that drew me to that industry because I didn't start out in restaurant PR. Um, I started out in other industries and sort of touched restaurants, but not directly. And since that was always an interest of mine, I thought, you know, maybe I should look at restaurants that I love going to around me. And every restaurant website has like a press contact And I would email them and I would say, hey, like if you're looking for somebody to join your team and do PR for this restaurant, like here's my resume. Um, And that's actually how I found my current I think that's the best way to do it as a small business owner. I mean, like, please don't inundate me with emails now, guys. But really, when somebody comes to you and they pitch themselves and they kind of like show how they can help you, Mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, thank God you're here. Yes. Let's do this. Yeah. That's a really smart way to do it. Thank you. I thought so. Yeah, well, it worked. It worked, yeah. yeah. It totally worked. How did you develop your relationship with fashion? Were you always someone super interested in style and clothing, or is this like a newfound love? I have always been drawn to fashion and clothes and that whole world. I mean, I have like a very distinct memory as a very small child lusting after this like white puffy sleeve tulle dress with like embroidered red and green and yellow flowers on it from Talbot's. I found it in a Talbot's catalog that I desperately needed for my four year old birthday party. And I like begged my parents. It was, I think it was like a hundred dollars, which is outrageous for back then for a four year old. Outrageous for a child. And I think I got it. (laughs) Um, But I've just always been drawn to it. I mean, I think it's fun and I think it's just, can like set the tone of your day. Absolutely. You know, it's as, I don't know if that's shallow, but it really can like put you in the right mindset or the right mood. You can look forward to something if you're like wearing something that you feel really good in. My 
baseline rule for everything I wear is like I want to be comfortable and not just like comfortable like my feet don't hurt or like you know I feel physically good like comfortable like it looks it works for your body type like I don't want to blindly follow trends because I feel like I did that like Mm -hmm. (laughs) in college or like 10 years ago where you're just wearing like the low-rise jeans because Britney Spears is but like you look awful (laughs) so I'm glad that I've learned that and it's you know you know what works on your body type and you can sort of like stay in that framework so where do you get your inspiration for fashion I assume I mean okay also everyone if if you're looking for some fashion inspiration you should follow Molly on Instagram at mollify which is a great Instagram handle because it's also a vocabulary word Mm -hmm. that was pretty pivotal to my GRE studying career. So I want to thank you for helping me never forget the word mollify and the synonym ameliorate, you know, to make things better. I didn't know ameliorate. They're the only two ones that I remember. See, that'd be a great handle for somebody named Amelia. (gasps) Do you have a friend named Amelia? That could be like your guys' thing. (laughs) I'm sure at this point, like somebody has that as their handle. Probably. Yeah. What but I Instagram. got in on it early. So. Yeah, you did. I mean, you were you were on Instagram very early because yeah. I honestly think that you might have been the person who I saw posting things on Tumblr, like from your Instagram. And I was like, oh, like what's Instagram? I guess I, I should get it. So really, thank yeah. you. Oh, you're welcome. For interesting me to Instagram. You're welcome, yeah. Chelsea followers. Yeah, you're you're responsible for all Everything. of this. <laughs> For everything I've ever done in my whole life. And I brought you here to thank you. My God, this took such a meaningful turn. So I, I, I made you a plaque and I have a bouquet. Like this, surprise. It's a party. We've got cameras here. You're actually going to be on the local news. Like, my God. I started to go fund me for you. Like local heroes. Ryan's going to come out and make balloon animals yes. for me. My boyfriend can make balloon animals. Yeah, it's a fun Not fact, to brag. Hobby, so. It's got a BA. <laughs> balloon, an- balloon artistry degree. So, long story short, back to the original yes, point of my question find... is, where do you get your inspiration? Because I am inspired by your Instagram. That's so nice. Thank you. I honestly get a lot of my inspiration from Instagram and like from real people. I really don't like, I feel like Instagram breeds like the same type of influencer, Yeah, put it nicely. True. Very true. Um, Which is fine. Like, if that's your thing. Um, I just don't find inspiration from that. I find it from like a lot of real people. And I feel like not to jump ahead, but like through the Glossier rep program, I found a lot of like really cool girls with really unique style that honestly I draw inspiration from more than like magazines Mm -hmm. or, you know, celebrities or something. So who do you draw inspiration from on Instagram? Are there any particular accounts? I love Tracy Alice Ross's Instagram account. I love her outfits. I love just, I just love her. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> she's all around. Just, yeah, she's awesome. Um, I mean, I know we're talking about style, but I draw a lot of inspiration for like skin and beauty. In that world, I love Katie Jane Hughes. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with I her. I love her. And I actually like, I love her because I watch a lot of her live videos and just her Instagram stories. And I take away so many tips because she's a makeup artist Mm -hmm. if people don't know um and I take away so many tips that I use now in like my daily life like using concealer as your like foundation and just putting it on that's like her whole thing just yeah spots where you need it and that was like mind-blowing to me I was like I can do that I love um Mariam Nasir Zadeh am I Mm -hmm. saying that right I honestly don't know yeah 
I don't know how to pronounce most of the brands. I love her Instagram. I love, I realize these are all designers, but Jacquemus. Yes. Oh my God. I love him. I don't know if I'm going to say her name correctly. I don't know if you know her, but Marjan Carlos. Mm-mm. She's, um, I think she used to write for Vogue and I'm not sure what she does now, but um, Lisa says Ga have, has like posted her before. You know how they do like their muses? Mm-hmm. I think she was one of them and that's how I found her, but she's got awesome style. I'm drawn to people with like, very unique senses of style, like double exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her, and she's just like so damn adorable. And her sister and she has now, a twin. Yeah, the sister's There's two <laughs> accidental influencer. I know, she, which like, is such a good, it's, it's such a, a good idea. Um, so yeah, and then I mean, just real people. I think I find a lot of inspiration from, um, like through the Glossier Rep program. I feel like I've followed a lot of girls that I've never actually met but like I feel like I have like with you like just like an internet relationship Mm -hmm. um but I just love I don't know I love individual style I watch Mm blackish and just Tracy Ellis Ross's outfits on blackish are like screenshot screenshot yeah there's actually a website I found that shows her outfit for every episode like where to buy it and like who the designer is but what's interesting about that show is like they dress them in like high-end designer stuff I draw inspiration from like friends, like circa season five and six, like the Levi's, the vintage Levi's nineties, late nineties. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's all very much like coming back. The little bags. Yes. I looked back and I was like, Spice Girls, I can't believe that was ever like a popular trend. I and know. now I'm like, can I be Baby Spice again? I can know. I be Ginger Spice? Spice was, Girls was my first concert. Who was your, who was, like, which Spice Girl did you resonate Weirdly, with? Weirdly, I loved Sporty Spice. I was not an athlete, never did sports. I just like, I don't know. I liked her. I think I was, in hindsight, like drawn to the athleisure, cool, comfortable, not trying too hard vibe, which is still very much like, yeah, she looked like she could move and do kicks and stuff. Yeah. And she had that barbed wire tattoo. Yeah. And also like process of elimination because a lot of them were like too much for me. <laughs> I think I think um, deep down I'm a ginger, but oh. I got relegated to sporty with all of my friends because I was a bit of a tomboy. Yeah. Like I really didn't dress and, and do fun stuff with fashion at all until like really I was in college and then even then I basically if you're not embarrassed of yourself six months ago I don't think you're doing it right which is my motto for life and fashion and everything because I'm like yeah looking back at pictures of myself even from like a year ago I'm like what aren't you you so glad Instagram now has like the archive options that you don't have to like look (laughs) Look at like the heavily filtered photo of like your shoes yeah I do use that archive feature I must admit yeah but yeah, now I've got my what my Suzanne Alexandra yes. beaded bag over here. I'm I wearing like You're clear, living the life. clear drippy droppy <laughs> earrings. Like I'm very I'm going... into the clear trend. Clear bags feels like a lot of pressure. I like dabbled in the clear bag trend, but when you have a clear bag, it's just like maybe you should get a clear wallet everything. too. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then just show off how rich you are. Yes. You know, like those one dollar bills and those quarters. <laughs> yeah, all my dimes and pennies and nickels. Yeah, and a metro pass yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm really into clear shoes, so it's like, how far can I push the clear trend? Like, can I carry a clear bag and clear shoes? Yes. Okay. So are you more of an online shopper or an in-store shopper? I'm definitely an online shopper in the sense that, well, first of all, I live in D.C. and there aren't like a ton of clothing shops, Mm -hmm. like small businesses. Yeah, I'm like racking my head. I'm like, off the top of my head, I can think of like a lot of places in a bunch of different cities, but I can't think of something in yeah. DC. 
Yeah, I mean, we've got like all the major shops, um, like big brands, but there's not, there's no like anime. There's no like small business that's carrying, you know, obscure smaller brands, mm-hmm. which is more of like my speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm an online shopper in that sense. But like when I come to San Francisco or I go to New York, I love to go to boutiques and shops. Um, I'm also trying to like recover from. <laughs> a long history of just like compulsive shopping where I feel like I would just buy things and then regret it or like 10 years ago, or maybe less than that, but like fast fashion used to be very much like in style, like Zara and H and M and everything. Mm-hmm. And you just buy a lot of like trash Stuff. basically that like falls apart after a few wears and you have to like throw out. Um, so I try to be more conscious now. I'm very compulsive with specific things. Like, I'm very into vintage denim. Okay. And jeans in general. Like, I live in jeans. You're um, those and... Yeah. Okay. And I feel like I've just been on a quest for, like, five years to just find great vintage Levi's that fit me well. And then when I find them, I'm like, I need five more pairs. <laughs> you can never get enough. Yeah. So, I'm, I think I'm compulsive with things like that and with clear shoes. Like, I got the Mariam Nasir shoes and now I want, like, I want all of my shoes to be clear. Because I just, you, like, get into a certain style, like, your clear bags and you just... Do you find yourself, though, getting sick of it fast? Like, do you go hard and then, like, okay, I'm done and, like, you move on to something else? It feels hard because with Instagram, everything is happening I so know. quickly. And it feels like, I mean, in terms of... For my experience, like as a retailer, like I'm on Instagram, I'm paying attention to things and I'm finding cool stuff to carry in the store. And then sometimes I can get it immediately and sometimes I have to wait a season. And so you're like, okay, I hope this trend yeah. doesn't buckle in like the, the four months it's going to take for me to get this in. And, and so it can be kind of hard because it's like influences are getting stuff from smaller brands, like these niche ones that I follow. And it's like they're wearing it. And so I'm like so excited about it and jazzed about it. I'm contacting the brand like, oh, how can we get this? And then... The next week, you know, they've got another brand giving them stuff and then they'll never wear the stuff that they got before again. And then it's like, is it born and dead in one week? Like, my God, everything feels like it's going so quickly. I know. And I do feel like with Instagram, like once you, someone posts something, like you can't just post that back like every Mm -hmm. other day. So I feel like in that sense, people get sick of things. I get sick of my things often, but I feel like I always come back to a certain like uniform mm-hmm. for lack of a better word because I hate that whole like uniform capsule wardrobe <laughs> like let, let me own 12 things and just like mix and match yeah. but I do like I'm drawn to specific shapes and then I sort of just shop within that framework mm-hmm. so like my perfect outfit is like clear shoes <laughs> vintage <laughs> Levi's and like a like oversized like super soft old sweatshirt yeah, that's, that's just my outfit ever. yeah and just I'm I'm into like logo bags right now. Like my mom has this old, not that old because it's probably like she bought it early two thousands. But Louis Vuitton bag with the cherries on it. Yes, I remember those. Yeah. So I remember when she bought it, and I was like in high school. I was like, that is like a bit much, mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> are you carrying that to like your teaching job? <laughs> um. But you're then, like, where is it? Yeah, exactly. So she h- held on to it and she asked me if I wanted it. And I was like, hell yeah, I want it. Like, I feel like, you know, everything old is new again. But I, I feel like my favorite things in my wardrobe are things like that, like an old pair of jeans or my mom's crazy Louis Vuitton cherry bag. Um, I think it's good to have like those markers or like those grounding points of your wardrobe. And, and then you can just like have fun with it around those things and experiment. And if it doesn't work, 
like put it on Depop. Yeah, so <laughs> and I, somebody will buy it. <laughs> I also think you're the one who I learned about Depop from. Oh, I purge to a fault to the point where like I sell something. I'm like, man, <laughs> like a few months later, like I kind of wish I still had that because I do have a short attention span for a lot of the things I own. Um, but at the same time, like I am a big fan of like the real, real mm-hmm. like consignment because you can just get designer high quality stuff at such a fraction of the cost. And then you can just sort of like let it, it's like this big recycling industry, you know? You know? Yeah. Like you can buy your consignment stuff and then, you know, let it live <laughs> in your life and then pass it on to the next person. If only someone would buy my Alexander Wang Rocco bag. You know, oh I my gosh, like- I sold that. A real, I had an Alexander Wang Rocco bag. I need to get rid and of that. And actually, there's a funny story. I was like walking down the streets um, of Georgetown with my husband. We had like just seen a movie, and I was carrying my Rocco bag. And I didn't hear her, but he said that this girl walked by me, and she looked at my bag, and she's like, ah, fake. <gasps> and I was like, I'm glad I didn't hear her, because I would have been like, this is not fake. I'd be like, receipts? Yeah. I, did. I carry my bag receipts I in warmed, my bag. <laughs> I warmed myself up by getting a fake on eBay. Mm. And then by the time I saved up and bought the real one, I was like kind of done with it. Yeah. And the real one was but so see, heavy. Yeah. I know. It was and cumbersome. I coveted it too much. Like I was too much like a, like a schmeagle with it. Where I was just mm. like, my precious. And like, yeah. I don't want you to get you dirty or anything. So I just kind of like hugged it and like didn't really take it out, which is like my problem. But I get, I'm. I'm totally like a, a coveter of things mm-hmm. and like kind of compulsive about it. So it's yeah. like I'll get it and then just stare at them and just yeah. be like, mm, or I definitely get like an you. idea in my head of like, oh, I need this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like stalking eBay, I'm stalking the real, real. And then when you get it and you get it home and it's just like, it's you just so want to look at it, and like think about all the outfits. Right. That, that's actually, <laughs> I mean, sickness. It's, it's helped in my like personal shopping, but doing all of the buying for the store because I can kind of be compulsive yes. in that regard. And I'm a notorious overbuyer. Like, you know, if I was being a smart businesswoman, I'd probably chop 10K out of my budget every season, but I'm like, oh, these pants are so cute. I yeah. can't resist. Oh, look at this sweater. So, oh my God, I'm like freaking out for fall because I definitely went yeah. overboard, but I just couldn't help myself. Like everything was so great. How do you turn something That's down? I can't. a good outlet for a compulsive shopper. It is. Open a store. It's just on a, on a much higher level. And it, and then you just get these gigantic deliveries in. You're just like, oh my God, 300 candles. <laughs> like, you know, the satisfaction you get when you buy one yes. candle times it. When you come home and you have like a package waiting for you. Yeah. I can't imagine it's having pretty... 300 of those. <laughs> like, have a conniption and pass out yeah, from the excitement. Yeah, it's pretty stressful. Like, I love my UPS guy. I mean, he brings me so many treats. Aww. So how did you develop yourself into this more thoughtful shopper? And how did you drop the compulsive fast fashion ways? Because I... I still haven't dropped Zara, and I need to. I know. Well, I mean, I still have, like, one or two things from Zara in my yeah. wardrobe. Um It's an ongoing (laughs) work in progress. I feel like, honestly, a lot of it comes with age. Mm -hmm. Like, when I was younger, I didn't really know what worked on me or what my interests were, style was, and you kind of just, like, compulsively shopped based on trends, and then it's sort of trial and error. Like, you get things, and you're like, oh, God, no, I shouldn't ever wear this. And it felt like it was a thing you did with your friends. Like, oh, let's go shopping this weekend. For me in high school, it was always, let's go downtown. Which is actually why I'm an online shopper, because it's less compulsive, um, when you're in a shop and you try things on, you don't have any time to think about it. You don't, I mean, I try and when I think about something that I want to buy, I try and think of like 
multiple outfits that I can wear it with. Like, how can I wear this in different situations? Whereas when you're in a store, you don't really have the time to like think about that. You just try it on. You're like, oh, this is cute. Mm-hmm. So I'll buy it. And then maybe you get it home and you're like, oh. Yeah, what have I done? Yeah. I've been there. Definitely. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of it comes with just like time, getting to know yourself, like coming into your own, knowing what works on your body and like not being so chained to trends or what other people are wearing. Do you like shopping with other people or do you like I to hate go it. solo? <laughs> I'm solo Amen, all the way. Amen, girl. I don't even ask like, I don't want to know what you think about this. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. It just matters what you think about it. You know, if you're comfortable and you like what you're wearing... I don't want it. I don't want opinions. I'm also like very much a Taurus in the sense that I'm stubborn as hell. Mm -hmm. So if someone's like, I don't think it fits you right. You'd be like, F you. Like, I think it looks great. Like I'm getting it then. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, (laughs) just to spite you. (laughs) What are some of your favorite brands at the moment? Obviously you love me. I do. Would you say that's like your top? Yeah. I mean, for shoes, I love her clothes too, but I feel like they don't exactly work on my body. I love Jacquemus. I love Ghani. Um, But then I just love... Oh, I love Isabel Morant. But all of these things, like I set up on the real, real, like those feeds. Oh, do you, you use have... their app? No. It's... Yeah. Walk me through this because okay. maybe I should be. So you can set up feeds based on designers, based on sizes, and you can just like log into the app and see, see what what's new. Because I set up eBay alerts, but it was like yeah. really annoying. And I just kept well, in the real, real, you can return. Do you follow Diet Prada? I do. I love them. So they have, though, been calling out the real, real. I know. I noticed things that. that are yeah. fakes. Yeah. That's kind of fascinating. Or just like huge disconnects between like two identical items, like one's $700 and one's like 55 like, I that? think um, my guess would be the real, real grew really, really fast. And they're not exactly like staying on top of it as much as they once were. But yeah. I've sold stuff through it too. Really? Mm-hmm. How much commission do they take? I think you get like Sixty or sixty-five percent. That's good. Which is better than. It's good for like if you have designer stuff. I've even sold stuff that I've bought on the real real. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, bring it back, it's, full circle. Yeah, why not? But that's really how I like to shop because I'm more. I maybe it's an age thing, but I'm more drawn to like designer, well-made stuff, and I don't exactly like have the budget to be buying brand new designer stuff. But consignment is an aw- awesome option for people who want, you know, who know what they want and know what brands they like mm-hmm. and two it feels like everything as we said before from like the 90s and everything is coming back yeah. and so that's a whole world that truly hasn't been mm-hmm. appreciated in consignment and now like kendall jenner carries like a prada little nylon bag you can get that on ebay for like 90 bucks or something or less yeah i draw my inspiration from all sorts of places but i i'm very like laser focused on the articles are the things that I want to like add to my wardrobe and seek them out through different sites. So you live in DC. Are you frustrated by the weather and how it stifles sometimes your fashion? Yeah. I don't know. I live in California, so it's like... I know. Um, I don't know if I'm frustrated by the weather in DC. I think I'm more... Not frustrated, but I definitely notice a difference between like DC and New York or DC and San Francisco or any other major city. Like Style is not at the forefront of anyone's mind. People in DC don't tend to put thought into Mm -hmm. what they wear. It's very much secondary to what they're doing, which is fine because there's a ton of like geniuses and Mm -hmm. (laughs) very like educated people that don't necessarily think about that kind of thing. But like I said, there's not like a whole lot of, there's no like small 
shop stocking interesting brands. Mm-hmm. So you're married. I am. One thing I'm very fascinated with, because I've recently started, I'm like, my boyfriend and I have been dating for quite a long time. And, you know, like, we're like, yeah, we'll get married. But I keep postponing mm-hmm. because it's not about the commitment to the person. It's about the commitment to, like, the dress. Yeah. So how does someone with very cool style navigate bridal dresses yeah. and, and that whole world? Because it's scary. It's daunting. Yeah. It is. But I think, I mean, when I got engaged, it was a total shock, even though we had been dating nine years. (laughs) We started dating when we were like 19. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were babies um, and I wasn't expecting to get married like any sooner than we did. But I approached my wedding and the dress in the same way in the sense that I'm not a traditional person at all. Um, And I just wanted to throw a great party and like wear a really great dress. Like those were my two touch points of like the whole planning process um I went to like a traditional bridal salon with my mom and sister like very early on and was just like no this is none of this is for me like the strapless big ball gown Mm -hmm. dress I just it's not my style like why would you do that on your wedding day if that's not your style I understand Mm -hmm. like that some people want to wear that like have like a princess. princess dress which is great um but I never felt comfortable in that sort of garb Mm -hmm. so i actually got my dress from stone fox bride okay so there's like i feel like two cool alternatives that at least i know of loho bride i went to loho here okay yeah Um, that's like i i kind of stalk their instagram and like do screenshots and i'm like okay like i'm getting closer to like accepting the fact i can get married because i'm just so afraid of like uh, i don't know what i want to wear well the tough thing about wedding dress shopping and being a compulsive shopper is like once you find your dress, you have to stop looking yeah, because you're going to find, you're going to see something because you have to buy your dress like months in advance. Mm-hmm. Something's going to come up that's like, oh, I should have gotten that. And what, just, what if I do like an outfit change? Oh, well, you could always do that. I feel like I can, yeah. I, I, I did like a, three outfits and I not seem like a crazy Yeah, I did person. an outfit change. Okay. Actually, for my after party was my favorite look because it was more that. casual. It was, I wore an organic by John Patrick ivory slip dress. Okay. And a, remember those Ryan Roche like, big furry yes. cardigans yeah those are like kind of in style then and I wore that over it that's so cute yeah and I was like comfortable in it I liked that better than my wedding dress to be honest I mean I liked my wedding dress but that just felt more me I'm not like a fancy person mm-hmm. I don't wear fancy things so it just it even I don't even really wear dresses like it just felt weird to like yeah be so be wearing up. dresses yeah yeah, because I'm kind of feeling like, I don't know, a jumpsuit vibe at some yeah. point. And then I'm just like, well, that's a I don't want a party like, option. Yeah, so. My dress, my wedding dress from Stone Fox was not even white. It was, um, it's like pale yellow, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm into like different colors. Like, I just think I'm all about like, do you? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, you don't need to follow any, this is your day and it should totally be like what you want it to be. It doesn't have to feel like a wedding even, like. Honestly, I feel like if I got married now, I'd want to do like a civil ceremony because then you could have like a really cool outfit. That's <laughs> more nice. like avant-garde or yeah. like, and it just, and I've never been interested in like being the center of attention, says the like podcast interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> says the girl who has a <laughs> With a microphone in front her. of my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think you have to stay true to yourself. You have to just be comfortable in what you're in and like what you're doing and make it fun for yourself. That's wonderful advice. Oh, thank you. So we kind of 
touched on it a little bit before, but so you've worked as a brand ambassador because you got cool style. Oh, Brands, you know, thanks, go like, oh, hey, who's this girl? So you've worked as kind of like a brand ambassador, quote unquote, for Claire V, mm-hmm. and you're currently a Glossier rep. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's that experience been like from the ambassador perspective? It's been a really good experience because in both of those situations, they were brands that I was already using and already like a huge fan of, and they seeked me out. So it was very organic. Um, And I was honestly just really flattered and excited that either of those brands would like want me to be a part of it. So Mm. Claire V was really fun because I think it's the same with Glossier. I mean, you're a Glossier rep, but you, I would get to see things before they came out. I think emails, that's the most fun. I'm in the know. That's the most fun about it because it's a brand you already love. And you're like an, in, you get like the inside scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to be really authentic about it. Like I, I never want to come off as like a Mary Kay. Yeah, as like an Avon yeah. kind of vibe. But neither of those companies ever were like, you have to post a certain number of times. Like it was like, here are the things. And if you want to post, if you like it, post it. Like when Glossier comes out with new products, I don't hawk it unless like I've had it and I've tried it like Mm -hmm. sometimes they come out with products and you haven't tried it yet as a rep yeah um so I'm not gonna be like hey guys buy this and use my code 20% off yeah (laughs) it just feels so inauthentic and that's not my personality um that's just hard for me to do so I just I mean when there's things that I love I'll talk about them on my social media well I guess you know what the CV one I feel like because you're not like a commission-based rep, mm-hmm. then you're totally like, I'm just a cool girl who, you know, is yeah. wearing these bags and it's all good. But the Glossier one can have, like, it can always still can feel, feel like, like that, that little bit of just like, I'm benefiting from this. Like, I don't yeah. want people to think that I'm just talking about it because I'm benefiting. I mostly, like, I ask my friends to use my link just because, like, I just want Glossier to, like, keep me around. <laughs> like, I don't care. How, like, I literally long. make a dollar, like, <laughs> off of your purchase. I don't, I'm really not doing this for the commission. Like, I just want you know, the powers that be at Glossier to be like, let's keep her in because I just want to know what they're coming out with. Yeah, I just want a couple more pink pouches. Yeah. I only have like 45. I need more. Yeah. I mean, but man, that brand has just like, they hooked me in from day one and they have just created something that like makes you need whatever it is that they come out with. I feel like... nine times out of 10, it like, it doesn't disappoint. Like it really is. I use a lot of Glossier every single day. I feel like they tapped into... The 90s Lisa Frank and all of us and they filled the void like you know Lisa went into obscurity and like the company kind of you know we they didn't have, have these stickers. trapper capers anymore yeah. and then what came in Glossier came in as this Lisa Frankified skincare line and mm-hmm. they gave us stickers and they gave us that bit of like 90s carefree fun little Delia's vibe yeah. and like we all we, we grew up on it so it's so nostalgic for us and so we immediately connected yeah I just like if I ever got Emily Weiss alone in a room, I would I would ask her like, "Did you guys do this on purpose, or was this just accidental?" I know, because I w- feel like it's a brilliant. I feel like it's a little bit of both. I feel like she couldn't have imagined it getting to that. Oh yeah, of course, to the level it it's is bonkers. Yeah, but Glossier started out as I don't know if this is how it started for you, but they invited me to be part of their Slack group. So do you know what Slack no. is? Oh no, yeah, I use Slack. In yeah, the store. so it's just like an instant messaging really app yeah so it was basically an online focus group 
Um, Interesting. And, so and you were actually already a rep before I talked to Kelly and, and oh. they had me. Yeah. Because I had done like some YouTube video stuff yeah. for them of like when Milky Jelly came out mm-hmm. and like Haloscope and Milky stuff. Milky Jelly Chelsea. Yeah. And then and then they were like, oh, and we're doing this rep program. You'd be great for that. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. But yeah, yeah you had already, yeah. I think, posted your video and, and done like your little yeah. intro thing. I mean, it's it's fun. And I'm, again, like really, I'm like, how do you find why do you <laughs> yeah how do you know but yeah I, I assume you had to have like just tagged glossier one time and they were yeah i mean through. i definitely was like already talking about it maybe naturally on my social media um but i mean i bought glossier like the day Me it too. came out the, the first like phase one yeah. kit day one yeah like psh, and i like bought te- it immediately i told my friends who are like in england like if you need me to get it for you like oh my god i can yeah. send it to you this is amazing yeah and yeah. i mean like i said like i use like half of the products I put on my face every day are Glossier. What are your top three? Honestly, I feel like an unsung hero is Body Hero. No, really? pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with the smell, and honestly, like it's Neroli, right? I used, yeah, I used to be somebody that like dreaded showering. It was like such a chore. It like makes me look forward to it. It smells so good. I never used an oil body cleanser before, so mm-hmm. that's very new to me. But ever since it came out. Like last fall, I've used it every single day. And I think I ran out of it like once and had to use like my husband's Dove bar. And I was just like, what is this shit? (laughs) Why don't I smell like a fancy baby? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I love Body Hero, the body wash. I also love the lotion. I love Solution. Really? Um, And I was never somebody that has like... did not work for me. It's so interesting because... I'll give you my bottle. Oh my God, I'm out. And they're like, they're like out right now. It's like Like 75% full. Oh my God. This podcast is, <laughs> is paying your, off in is, dividends. Is your payment for coming here. <laughs> um, I love solution. I mean, I know ne- I didn't have. It's interesting because it's people like love it or hate I think it. It's hard to miss. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to hear why you hate it. But for me, like, I never had acne prone skin or anything. But I definitely have, like oily skin, and it just like brightened up and cleared up mm-hmm. like my pores. Like, I just I can tell a difference immediately. And I didn't bring it with me on this trip, and I I can you just can like tell. already tell. Oh, okay, so then what's round out the, the top three? Boy brow. Boy brow. Yeah, I don't have eyebrows without boy brow. Yeah. Yeah. I would say mine are cloud paint. Interesting. And I think it's puff is the pink one. Mm-hmm. I now wear that every single day. I've like gotten really, really into it in the past like three weeks, so it makes me look like a little doll. Yeah. And then, you do look like a little doll right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> Goo goo gaga. Um, and then I would say boy brow. I mean, yeah. I think boy brow is in everybody's top yeah. three. And I'd, I'd probably have to go with the milky jelly just because, like, we have such a long-standing relationship. Yeah. I've gone through, like, 35 bottles, and yeah. it's kind of, like, my thing. But, yeah, it is so great. the boy brow, I mean. Milky jelly would be, like, my number four, I think. Yeah. I, I have a lot of people that don't like it that much that I, like, have really? may try it, but then I talk to them, and it's because they're using it wrong. They're like, well, yeah, I got my face wet, right. and then I, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Dry face, rub rub that makeup in. I think it is so smart that it's made with like the same ingredient as contact solution. Yes. Because I use like, I'll run out of milky jelly and then I'll use something else like Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Oil to like get your makeup off and you like barely crack open your eye and I wear contacts and it's like, I'm blind. (laughs) Like I have to take out my contacts. I can't see anything. And Mm. I just think it's so smart. I just think they're smart. Like they do things that I just haven't like encountered before mm-hmm. yeah i'm interested to see where it goes because yeah now they've covered a lot of bases so it's like what's next and then how do you keep well, staying innovative and going back to the slack group so we had like a special q a with emily <gasps> and i asked her 
I mean, I hope I don't get kicked out of the program for this. It's like no information. I asked her um, if there was a mascara coming. She was like, I'd have to kill you (laughs) if I told you. So that's like what I'm holding out for. And if you like really deep dive on the Glossier rumor train, apparently they trademarked like boy lash or something, like something similar to boy brow. You can actually look up the trademarks, which I'm sure they're just like blanketing. Detective. Yeah. Detective Molly here going deep into like what possibly Glossier has trademarked. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it would be a good compliment. Brow and lash. I know. Yeah. Well, they haven't touched lashes, so. Which, yeah, I feel like that is totally the next frontier. That's like for me. That would be great. And I like mascara and no mascara. I'm like two different human beings. (laughs) Night and day. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. It makes all the difference. And mascara is the last thing I do in my routine. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, you're going to go out like this. And then I go... Let's go. You know, just that mascara yeah. mix makes you really look like a human. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any fun stuff on your Depop right now that you want to plug? Oh, um, actually, I have a really pretty Isabel Morant dress that I bought with a um, Christmas check that my mom gave me for a trip to Miami that I ended up um, not bringing with me, and it just didn't work for my body shape. Like, I have like a decent like hip butt situation so I like a lot of things to be like nipped at the waist and Mm -hmm. it's just sort of like a straight down it's a it's a baby doll dress speaking of goo goo goo. (laughs) that's my aesthetic is wealthy baby is I just want to be frilly I've got a big frilly right now I just want to got your little pink cheeks yeah yeah look at me go um but that's really cute I mean honestly I try not to be a compulsive shopper but I kind of still am and I get sick of things really quickly it's and I purge, purge to I fall, like I just I don't want to own anything yeah no that's I want to have like two outfits that's good yeah it, it, they go together you know yeah. you can be compulsive exactly as long as, you purge. as long as you're purging I'm not doing the latter yeah. so if I showed well, you, you my bedroom to get I would rid have of to clear bag <laughs> okay I'll, I'll hit you up on my clear bag yeah, of let me know when you and they'll one. be they'll be in impeccable condition because I will have just stared at them <laughs> yeah for like eight well you do have your sheet mask displayed which is a yeah. Good idea for a clear bag. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I'm just going to carry around sheet I have like masks. 50 sheet masks in a clear bag. I love sheet masks. It was my recent purchases. I feel like I'm getting like a vitamin infusion. It, like, it I feel like it's great. like, lo- I wish I could like wear a sheet mask all day. <laughs> I wish that too. <laughs> Terrify everyone. There's some, you know, look okay, but some are very oh, frightening. Because if they don't. Do any of them look okay? <laughs> There are some Maybe that get so sheer that you kind of can't tell one is on. Like, if they can fit your face in the right shape. But there are yeah. many where it's, like, around the nose, there's too much. Then you don't have a nose. And yeah. it gets a little... I just always feel like Jason. Yeah. I mean... I also wear the um, Neutrogena Light Mask. What's that? It is essentially Jason's mask. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The light light, light mask. Yeah. And I, I actually do think that works because I haven't been using it. And I've noticed, like, my skin has gotten worse. So I actually have not dabbled in, like, light therapy. When I get facials at Spa Radiance, which is actually just kitty corner to Anomi, you guys, if you're in San Francisco, you should check out their facials. Um, I get the anti-aging LED facial. And so it ends mm-hmm. with like 20 or 30 minutes under LED lights. And it's all about like LED lights now because there's like yeah. anti-inflammatory and all these kind of things. So I'm, I'm big on the that. light stuff. I'm So in my head, I bought the Neutrogena thing thinking like, it's like what I'm getting at the spa, but cheaper. And yeah. I, I don't think so. And I might get cancer from it. I don't know. Like, Have we done <laughs> studies know. on yeah. the LED lights being this point. close to my eyeballs? Because I end up being like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I just need to read Instagram. And then the whole 10 minutes I'm wearing the mask. That's a lot of lights. My lights, my eyes like, have been open and the lights are, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, my eyes hurt. So 
I'm going blind <laughs> is the is the end result of that. Oh, well, what are you going to do? So what's your Depop? Um, uh, it's the same as my Instagram, Mollify. Okay, Mollify. Yeah. So you can find Molly everywhere, everywhere. on Mollify. Mo- I really just post Instagram. <laughs> you <laughs> can't just, find me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you can't. She, yeah, you, she's not an overshare. She's, she shares just <laughs> the right not. amount. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was so wonderful having you here. Thank you so Thank you much for having for me. coming to my apartment and being able to get to know you better. I mean, Likewise. even though I've, I don't know, semi-stalked you for 10 years, you I know. know. You're like my first internet friend. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, though. I know. Tumblr, man. You, you meet the coolest people. I, yeah. That's actually like how I make friends now is just like internet? on the internet. <laughs> it, it's really true. <laughs> like I just was having a conversation with someone and I was like, and she works at Pinterest. And mm-hmm. I mean, shout out to you. You know who you are. I guess. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> now I'm talking about my not even real friend on my yeah. podcast. Um, and I was just like, oh, someone from Pinterest came in and I totally was like, oh, do you know this person? And then I was like, I actually don't know where I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. And she's like, oh, actually you came up at Pinterest like when we were talking about style stuff. But oh. I was like, wait, I can't say that I know her because I don't know her. Yeah. And so it's this weird world of like, I know, you, you but know you can people, like but find you your niche. You can find like your people on the internet yeah. more easily than just like yeah, and it, and um, I feel like it's nice. It's like kind of organic, where it's like mm-hmm. you know you comment a little and then you yeah, like a little, like and a little. Then you kind of like follow back and then you like, you, know, you do so. a little like randomly visit the profile and like like three photos, yeah, like just to get a little attention, you know, just to let them know you're there. Yeah. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, guys, open yourself up to internet friends, yes. and you never know. You could be on a thing. podcast. One yeah. Day. So if you're if you're on Instagram scrolling through and you think, hey, she seems cool. Just open that door. Yeah. So thank you so much, Molly. This was so wonderful. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Awesome. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. She Seems Cool is a podcast presented to you by Anomi, a very cool boutique located in San Francisco, open every day from 11 to 7 p.m., but online 24-7 at shopanomi.com. I'll see you there. I want to thank Molly so much for coming on the podcast. She is a delight. She is a cool person inside and out. Love her style. She was wearing adorable white cowboy boots, vintage Levi's, this cute sparkly striped sweater she had two bobby pins in each side of her hair it was so cute molly's great you need to follow her on instagram at mollify if you want to check out her depop see what's out there find her on all the social medias if you like her and you want to stalk her please don't stalk her just you know a friendly follow is is appreciated (laughs) so thank you guys so much i'll see you next time